Welcome in. You are listening to another episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz's Money Mail. We are out of lockdown in some way, shape or form here in the 09. Finally, what did it take, 107 days or something? And uh, no doubt a tough time for many, so well done to those that got through. And hopefully we all learnt something about ourselves in this time because um, you know, hopefully we don't have to go, go through it again, but have a little yuck feeling that we may have to but um, you know the the more we can learn when we do go through it then hopefully it can help us when we go through the next phase of it as well if we ever have to but uh, very good to see the back of that and of course I've then sacked the inspirational videos that kick off the start of these but maybe as a theme going forward if there's been something topical that I've been listening to then perhaps I will uh, include that at the start and give a little spiel uh, because it didn't look like the Listener numbers dropped off, which was good to see, so you didn't get too turned off by my inspirational content playlist that I've been building uh, for a a number of years now. Very inspirational episode, this one. Oh, this will get the people tuned in. The title was, Will House Prices Really Go Down in 2022? I'm seeing a lot of articles now about... um, house prices dropping off in 2022 and beyond and all this sort of stuff and it just got me really thinking um, you know what what's really happening and and will that happen and we'll touch on some of the things that you might have spotted out there as well but into the article every month I read an article about how median house prices in New Zealand are up by some ridiculous amount I've usually seen an article about how house prices are about to come down too it seems like the housing market can't stop and won't stop the average value of New Zealand homes increased by $17,227 in November. The average value is now $987,401 according to Core Logic House Price Index. It can't be far away until we see the average home being a million bucks in New Zealand. But stay tuned, maybe December, maybe January. Over the year to the end of November, the average value of New Zealand homes is up $218,388. Well, that is nuts. Anyone on a $180,000 salary in New Zealand is paying 39% tax on the income over and above $180,000. You're about a 2% chance to have a personal income of over $180,000. Most of these on paper housing gains will go untaxed, of course, and you beauty, a lot of you people out there will be saying, especially those who've got houses and... uh, Fair enough, I'd be saying the exact same thing. Well, here's where it isn't great. I got a message last week from a mate who won't have a job in a childcare centre soon. There's not enough staff in the childcare centre that are willing to get vaccinated, so the centre is closing. Regardless of where you sit on your views with that, I'm sure we could all agree that you know it's a shame to see a business closing down, especially when it employs people. So I said to my mate, surely the business owner wants to keep the joint going. Nope. He's going to sell the property that it is run out of and make a mint on the gain on the property, which will be better than the profits of the childcare centre anyway. My mate's words were, why work when you can just get rich on property? Now, he's partially taking the piss, and I know that, but it is a mindset that many adopt. And hey, you do you right. And there's a lot of people that actually, you know, they, they want to chase property for their life and um, and and have this dream of not working and stuff. And, and hey, you know, that's... That's up to each individual to set their own financial goals. But giving you a 2% chance of making a $180,000 salary in New Zealand, but a better chance of making that game via a house, well, perhaps he's right. You know, you're statistically at a very low chance of actually earning over $180,000 in New Zealand um, compared to 
you would have been in terms of likelihood to make 180 grand plus by just simply holding on to a home. Of course, we know that all of these houses are going up and we've learned before that it's mostly due to the amount of money that's getting printed and low interest rates. So, you know, maybe it's a little bit artificial or maybe it doesn't really matter because if you sell one and then you want to get into the next one, well, maybe it you know doesn't really have too much of uh, a bearing because you're still going to end up with a stack of debt to be able to buy the next one. But I got a really cool email from somebody called Anna who read this and they emailed and they said, yeah, our house price has gone up quite a lot and we've then thought, okay, maybe we want a bigger house and they would go from about a $250,000 mortgage to a $650,000 mortgage and in their heads they're just thinking, that's so much debt to have to carry but you know, we're being desensitized in some ways to the large amounts of debt because um, you know everyone's doing it. And as house prices go up, well, the debt that comes with them follows as well. And so we think, well, actually, it's not that bad and we can still service it, so we carry on. But anyway, I've never personally got the fascination of not wanting to work, but I've been lucky to enjoy my work and also hate sitting still for too long, so I may be biased. We love our houses, us Kiwis, so it is no surprise that money has poured into the market, especially with huge amounts of borrowing allowed and low interest rates aiding the borrowing. Things are going the other way at the moment though as interest rates look to rise, and we will get to that later on. But firstly, what about the share market? Well, it's not as popular as the housing market, and Craig's Investments tells us that New Zealand share prices are down slightly in 2021 and are only 7% above pre-COVID levels, in contrast to house prices which have been up 40% since the end of 2019. Now, if you've been keeping a close eye on your own shares and your sharesies and things like that, or even your KiwiSaver, uh, you might have noticed that the, the the hype has kind of slowed down uh, in the share market recently, and it's now just kind of ticking along, and a lot of the highs that were there have have, uh, have gone, and you might not have as much in your sharesies account as you did a little while ago, but, you know, it's a, it's a long-term game, of course, but we fall in the trap of checking these things every day, don't we? And then we start to notice them when they're not going the way that we want them to go. Well, Westpac tells us that since March 2020, reductions in borrowing costs have put around $380 million back into households' wallets each quarter. At the same time, household balance sheets have been boosted by a 40% rise in house prices over the past 18 months. Those developments have supercharged household spending over the past year. Household debt levels have also risen rapidly over this period. New Zealand households are now carrying debt that's equivalent to 169% of their disposable income, with most of the rise related to mortgage debt on owner-occupied or investment properties. Now, these people, these Kiwis, they would know what their balance sheets look like if they are following Keep the Change, because that is one of the things that I encourage you guys to try and build out every month, and that is your financial position, which is another word for, well, two words for balance sheet. So it's an interchangeable language in the accounting space, and if you haven't studied it, you're so jealous right now that you didn't know that, but I've just taught you that, so there you go, you skip four years of university. But a financial position is basically the same thing as a balance sheet, and we're trying to work out, okay, what equity do we, do we have, what assets do we have, what liabilities do we have, and stack them all up, um, and, and that's something that you would learn through the month-end process, and if you're not doing it, set a calendar reminder, start doing it, go back and listen to the podcast I did the other day, about the importance of month end and I'm sure it will help you keep your eye on your finances throughout the year in a very systematic way. Now, to keep it simple for you, money has been cheap and we've spent it. Then we've borrowed against the rise in our 
uh, in our home prices and spent that too. More cash in the pocket. Well, that wasn't enough, so we took on more debt and then spent that too. Is it making sense to you why we have inflation now? But interest rates are on the rise, so house prices should allegedly level out. And maybe even some people return money to things like term deposits instead of housing investments. I think we learned last week that term deposits have decreased from about $101 billion to $81 billion. Is that the right amount? I think it was anyway. It's quite a large, about a 20% drop um, over the same time period. So money's you know leaking out of term deposits because people are chasing a bigger return. And that's where we see money go and travel to where it gets treated best, i.e. the housing market. With high interest rates, borrowers are going to have less disposable income and less ability to finance debt. However, something is lurking in the background, and it's the C19 thing that I believe we haven't truly had yet. No one seems to mention this, but as a nation, we haven't actually had C19 run through our country in terms of high levels of cases and lots of people being sick. I'll just put in here too that I I really hope that we don't. Um, But I think we're a little bit naive to the fact that we haven't actually gone through what a lot of the other countries have gone through yet. So sure, we've had some cases, but what about when it really starts to spread? We don't, need yet, we don't yet know for certain how our country will cope, how our health system will cope, and what our leaders will do to combat it. Oh, then there is this new variant thing. Well, that probably won't be the last one, right? Disclaimer, I did quit science classes very early on in high school, and probably as soon as I could, really, so I may not be qualified to guess that a virus will in fact mutate. So hopefully we have dodged a bullet, but if we haven't, I suspect you'll see more money printing and a very complicated situation about what we do with interest rates when the economy is actually slowing and people are spending less, whilst inflation will be lingering around, taking more money out of our pocket. That's why our lovely politicians keep conditioning us with, it's not a lot of debt compared to, insert other countries' names here. Now you would have heard me talk about this if you listened to the Q&A special that I did the other day, and someone also emailed in and they found that episode hilarious. So it's good to see that I'm not only educating people, but now uh, making them laugh as well. So um, I hope you enjoyed that one and didn't get too worried about uh, some of the beating up of politicians that I did in that. So of course, our politicians can falsely lead us into thinking printing more money and creating more debt isn't really a problem and it won't have consequences because, well, compared to the USA or compared to Australia or compared to other OECD countries, we are still not as bad as them. Let's put it into five words. We are addicted to debt. I don't think Alcoholics Anonymous accept an alcoholic telling them that they have been they have everything under control because compared to the other AA members, they got sloshed less times than they did last week. When it comes to politicians and debt, get used to hearing but compared to. You can't unhear it now that I've taught you. Side note, all the politicians as well, they love to say, um, when they go to answer a question, they say, What I would say is well, what I would say is a lot, so keep an ear out for that one and hopefully I don't ruin uh, you hearing any politicians talk because I've noticed a few of them all seem to, to parrot that one and I've been scared to keep saying it because I feel like I'm going to start saying it now myself, but uh, keep an eye out for that because what I would say is we are all running our own race and should be building out our destiny based on how we want our future to look. Winners focus on winning. Losers focus on winners. In our case, we are focusing on and comparing ourselves to other losers. So what I mean there is that it's all good and well to say, oh, look, you know, compared to other countries, our debt's not that bad. But, like, when was when's that ever the thing to do? Like, why, why aren't we trying to build our own plan instead of comparing ourselves to other countries and other OECD countries around the world and whatnot, going, you know, oh, well, that's, you know, that they're, they're worse off than we are, so we're actually all good. Like, aren't we a nation of being leaders and innovative and having our own 
way to do things? Apparently not when it comes to debt. So what I'm saying is that we're basically looking at other countries that are perhaps overspending and spending too much debt, and we're saying, oh, well, at least we're not as bad as them. But, you know, I don't know if that's a good way to, to win in the long run or if perhaps our children's children are going to accept that excuse when we run it past them, um, you know, later on down the track because this whole thing could explode and, you know, there's not going to be many people around that have uh, lived through a environment where the debt isn't just continuing to get larger and larger. But anyway, more on that at another time. So the destiny we are continuing to build in New Zealand is overinflated house prices and a huge division between the have a house and the haven't a house. Can it all come crashing down? Well, I think it will have to be a world event that really rocks our little boat, like a collapse of the Chinese property market or a capitulation of the US economy. But really, Luke, as I've explained before, everyone is guessing, so just enjoy the ride and together we will learn to find a way through. Have a good weekend. P.S. We're getting closer to 5,000 subscribers, and then we're going to give away 500 bucks. You've heard me tell you this again. I really hoped and thought this might have happened sooner, so sorry to keep having a bang on about it, but I think we might only be one or two episodes away from that, so make sure you open the next couple of money mails to get yourself in the draw for that. Did you know, economists at three of the four largest banks see house prices dropping in 2022. So that is 75%, that's good math there, three divided by four, of the world's, oh, not the world's, the country's largest banks uh, see house prices dropping in 2022. So they're all sort of on the same page thinking, okay, they've got to come back because the reserve banks basically signal that they're going to keep putting interest rates up. We've learned about the official cash rate. The banks are then going to have to charge people more for their loans. People are going to have less disposable incomes. It's also getting harder to buy houses. You need more deposits and there's serviceability rules that are kicking in and um, all these different things are sort of slowing it down in that space and it, it looks like it's set to stay as well because you know they they realize that this is pretty unsustainable where they've created an environment where they probably won't admit it but they've created an environment where it's allowed house prices to go up by 40 percent and you're just then going to divide a nation even further between people that have a house and and those who who don't have a house so you know, this is probably an issue that we're going to continue to see and we've spoken about it a number of times and sort of thought about it but, you know, it just doesn't seem to be going away um, and whatever these brains seem to do, the Kiwis always seem to respond by just pumping more cash into houses. So there we go. But what I guess I am saying is that I do think that it's all good and well to hope that 2022 is going to be good year and that it's all going to go to plan but you know that's what everyone thought and the at the end of 2020 as well didn't they and if you live in Auckland you probably know that that's not necessarily the truth or if you're in the events industry or the hospital industry uh, you probably really don't want to believe that 2021 was smooth sailing so why should we expect that 2022 isn't and of course if we have more lockdowns and whatnot you can expect to see wage subsidies kick back in and um you know, if people are buying houses out there and they're continuing to go up in value and then the banks are allowing people to then draw down on those gains that they've got and increase the debt on their own personal balance sheets, well, we know that people aren't spending real money, are they? They're just spending more debt and they're just spending cash that isn't really real. Um, so, of course, we're going to see a, a debt fueled bubble and it just, gonna, it just continues to get bigger and Unfortunately, this time for us, we're going to pay the price a little bit at the petrol pump and when you go and get a coffee and 
um, when you get your latte and whatever else that you is that you are buying. So, you know, we're starting to see some of the consequences of this, but uh, again, we're trying to figure out ways that we can look after ourselves, but it's just good to be aware of these things and keep learning along the way as well and not get you know, so, so caught out by some of the stories that pop up and think, okay, well, I have absolutely no idea uh, what it is that that media organisation or whoever is uh, maybe a family member talking about because you've been doing some learning to, to understand some of these things. So good on you, and we will continue to study them. No matter what 2022 brings us, we are a team of learners here, and we'll be doing some things to ensure that uh, you know we can stay a step ahead. And one of the suggestions that I did have is I was thinking maybe about flicking the camera on in a Zoom chat once a month at the end of each month um, and just having like a bit of a drop-in so you could bring any money-related questions or uh, we might talk a bit of investing, uh, just finances, money in general and yeah, um, see see how popular it is. So that's probably something that I will kick off in 2022 once I really get back into it. So it'll probably be about January the 3rd, um, but no, probably the end of January, but I'll keep you all posted about that. Before then, hopefully we would have given away 500 bucks to someone as well. So make sure you open the next couple. Again, if you'd like to contribute, you can. I'd love to hear some feedback, a suggestion of a topic, something you would like to learn about, uh, or even if you want to drop a fiver or something like that to help us get this out in front of more people, that would be much appreciated. Keepthechange.co.nz forward slash contribute. Keep looking after yourselves out there, and we'll see you in the next episode.